This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show on RadioAlice.com. Just a heads up, it's not for work, it's not for kids, but it is a good time. Available right here on RadioAlice.com. You only hear it on the Secret Show. You won't find it on your radio. Oh, maybe you're not hip enough to know that Sarah and Vinny's got a secret show. Joke, Sarah. You ruined you your own joke. jokes. It hurts just as bad in your heart. You just got a stab of pain. <laughs> uh, I'm all right. Something like he doesn't... He, he doesn't have to look at Instagram to know how athletic... Sarah, you should think more be. before you start cracking jokes about people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Make some jokes about me, you dick. Like you did yesterday. Oh, that was good. That wasn't good. I you can't it. fire me, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I'm just in the... Uh-oh. Usain Bolt loses gold medal in perfect Olympic career. Oh, what? Yeah. Drug? What is it? Now, hold on, I'll find out. Is it drugs? It's a no. It's a relay. Are they on? Susie, can what you hear us? What is Yeah, we're here. All right. It's great. Studio B sounds perfect. What's up, Vonda? Vonda. Usain Bolt's perfect Olympics crushed by teammates doping. Oh, oh. teammates! He won't be getting back his ninth Olympic gold medal. Who? Usain Bolt. Bolt. Who? Who? Who doped? Carter. Nesta Carter was disqualified in the 08 Beijing Olympics for a positive doping test discovered eight years later. Carter ran the opening leg in the four 100-meter uh, relay. Bolt took the baton third and helped Jamaica win a uh, world record 37 seconds, 37.10. In a fresh analysis of the Beijing samples, Carter tested positive for methylhexanemon. What drug was it? Methyl heck. Oh, there it is. <laughs> That's it. Oh, melodonum. I love drug names. It's so funny. My favorite thing about drugs, though, is watching the commercials when, like, here's all the shit that's going to happen to you. Right. Side effects. Like, sometimes they don't even, they haven't really been clear about what the drug is for. Like, hey, here's this new wonder drug. Yeah, but here's if you're living that, that life down. and your whole deal is dependent on winning this game and you're maxed, mm. like, you've plateaued, you're as good as you're going to get. And someone goes, try this. And all of a sudden, you've got another level. Oh. What are you going to do? I'm going to do it. For the money. I mean, country. Glory. For right. country. Yeah. For, for well, Jamaica. Well, I mean, I guess you're not going to do it if you think there's any chance you're going to get caught. Well. Eight years later, we're going to re-examine these blood samples. That guy was on everyone's shoulders in Jamaica when they found out, when they got the news. They dropped huh? him on his head. <laughs> <laughs> they abandoned him like he was part of the Meat Too Well, movement. we're not going to carry this guy around town anymore. Yeah. You have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that sucks. It's just it's so much shame in that, you know? Shame. 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 
like Lance Armstrong. Oh, I was thinking about him the just the other day. Oh, what were you thinking? Just I was on my bike and I was like, God, how could anyone want to do this so much? It's so hard. But he's a guy who's just gone away. Like he made all the money. It's fine. He made all the money. But he's gone. Well, and he's in disgrace. No like, one wants to see his face no. anywhere. It sucks. You know, that's uh and if he hadn't been such a cock about the whole well, thing, it. you know. Exactly right. What do I have to say to you people? Right. How many times do I have to tell you? Well, did I did I ever tell you about the event I had to host uh, alongside his ex-wife? Who's his ex-wife? Uh, some chick. Who knows? Some anyway, uh, girl. So she's like, "Hey, you know, Betty when, Armstrong. She goes, when you when you go up there, could you could you mention my new book?" And I'm like, "Sure. What's the book?" She goes, "You know how to how to survive after a divorce." And I'm like, "You got it." So I went up there and I said, "Hey, everyone. I'm Hooman. I'm your MC for tonight." And uh, my, you know, one of the the co honorees tonight is Lance Armstrong's wife, and she just finished a book called, uh, you know, "How to Survive a Divorce," and the whole audience started to laugh. <laughs> And then I looked at her, and then she was like, oh, man. And she kind of, like, stormed off to the back. I felt kind of bad, but... Well, what did she expect? Yeah, what did she... She just told you to <laughs> plug her book. Yeah. And she's... Lance Armstrong... Was she divorced. So, had she that divorced a, someone before? That was Lance a was weird way to word it. So, Lance Armstrong's wife... Well, I don't know. Ex-wife? Yeah, I don't... Uh, I can look her up. Yeah, was she married to him at the time, and she was talking about some other divorce, or was she... But it doesn't matter. He's a disgraced... He is in total disgrace. Yep. And a, a lot of it does have to do with a thousand interviews where he said, wagged his finger Why are at you such a jerk asking me this? So her name was Kristen Armstrong. So I went up to the mic and I said, hey, everyone, uh, you know, the co-honoree tonight is Kristen Armstrong. Uh, and uh, you might know her as Lance Armstrong's former wife. And she just, uh, you know, finished a book called Happily Ever After, uh, How to Survive a Divorce. So she just didn't expect to be introduced as Lance Armstrong's ex-wife. She just I guess. thought she'd just be Christine Armstrong, author of a book, Happily Ever After. Well, no one knows who you are, Christine Armstrong. Yeah. So let me throw on Lance's Are you man. Billy Joe Armstrong's wife? <laughs> <laughs> They're still together. Who? Yeah, him and his wife? Yeah. Billy Joe? Maybe I follow him. Yeah, him and, him and his wife. Are together forever since they were kids. Their kids are grown, right? His kids got a band now. Oh, Adrian Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, she's in his uh, in his Instagram. That's nice. Yeah. So well, like I like seeing people's families. You do? I do. I I mean, you know, when like a famous person, if you're following them, and they, you know, some little, I just I think that's nice. It's hard to believe that a rock star would, you know, stay with the same person, too. Right. I mean, we're just so conditioned to all the travel they do and all the options they have that they eventually right. succumb. Well, I want to think that they were, you know, that he never once had a weak moment. Well, or she said, you know, we're in love and we'll always be in love. But if you need to bone some 20 year old, go ahead. Yeah. Just please don't bring any herpes home to me. Or maybe they both already have herpes. And Who she's knows? like, you know, don't Let's not speculate give it to anymore anyone. about that. That's probably for the best. Right. Yeah. What else? Will we, will you want to start the show? Sure. Let's do that. Let's, yeah. Dude, we didn't start yet, right? So none of that's in the podcast. Oh, we've been going right? for a while now. Oh, boy. Yeah. We're just meandering. We're just the ramblings of fools. 
about seven and a half minutes. Really? Wow. Seven and a half minutes have gone by? Oh, we had to wait for that story. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Sorry about right. that. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Uh, I was actually saying we were talking about the original the steroid one. Bolt one. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Steroids are. See, Eddie Vedder got remarried. Oh, a while ago, Joe Kendra- McCormick. Oh. You know? Wait a minute. What? I thought he was with that model chick that he had kids with. It was with some chick named Beth Libling from 1994 to 2000, and then he got divorced her in 2010. Married some chick named Jill McCormick. In 2010? Yeah. So how come you're telling us about this now? I'm just looking up rock stars and their wives. Oh, okay. Well, one of the gals that he was married to was the one he came up with. Yeah. that's the one from San Diego that he was with, and and you thought, wow, that's pretty cool of him, but that fell apart. How could it not? Things do. Uh, Bon Jovi's married to the same chick. Bono. He has to have boned other women, oh, right? I, I mean, I feel like all these guys have to have. But he's got a bunch of kids uh, with her. Dorothea Hurley. I want to say, I even read something like his oldest daughter's birthday is today or some. Get out of here. All of a sudden, random, you've like got that. that in your well, head? I see the birthdays every oh, day, right. so I, you know. But uh, Bono's also been married for a wicked long time to his wife. I mean, I... He seems like a dude who wouldn't stray. Who? Bono? Just, oh, come right. on. I don't know. He's so, you know, he's so into worldly causes and stuff. I don't know, though. Maybe if you are living that life-changing money and you know who you're with has made the, the kind of career that they could have only dreamed about and they still want you around and your family, you're still in love, but you just know that this person's probably going to bone some little hottie. Maybe mm-hmm. you're like, screw it. Maybe. I don't know. Well, isn't that what they say about Tom Jones's wife? Like, she knows that he was out there catting around. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And she was like, but he comes home to me. It's, and we're, If we're you together. can be that evolved, that's great. I does take a does take a special mindset, but I guess if the guy comes home and he's fully there and and giving and if as long as you don't find out what happened on the road, it's that would I would think that the uh, it's the ball players that are that are doing that too. You hear about them that they've got a a port in every or what's the saying when you have a ship every port that you're. Any port in the storm. Uh, every every storm. Every port has a storm. Got a <laughs> sailor in every storm. No. Got a girl in want... every port. That's. I think that's it. A pirate in every port. No. <laughs> you want a pirate in every port? No. Why would a basketballer want to vote a pirate? Right. No. <laughs> um, Is it a butt pirate? So I have the uh, answer on Bon Jovi. Okay. So... One of the reasons Richie Sambora got kicked out is because he was spilling secrets about the band to, you know, people who wanted to write, you know, scandalous stuff. Oh. And he had Wasn't spilled... was drinking? No. No one cares about that. <laughs> uh, and one of the things he spilled was apparently in 1998, uh, Diane Lane and John Bon Jovi were hooking up. While he was married, oh, uh, a famous lady. That's harder. It's harder. Like they have. It pi- is harder. They have yeah. pictures of them sitting, you know, uh, you know, Versace fashion parties together and stuff. So, you oh, know God. how they kept showing. If you're sitting with a woman, well, you know how they kept showing pictures of Lewinsky and Bill Clinton, like just randomly 
back in the day. It's kind of pictures like that, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome to the How Long's It Been Now? Sarah and Vinny Secret Show oh. for... Uh, Let's see here. It's been about 12 minutes. Boy, this show is flying by. Uh, Too bad we're not leaving after it. I know. <laughs> we got a lunch. Maybe we'll take a quick nap in between. Uh, I could use one. Uh, it's May 31st. It's a Thursday, 2018. Sarah, Vinny, and Bryn in Studio D. Vaughn the Wizard in Studio C. And in Studio B, the real stars of the show, Yuzette and Hooman. Mm, you're welcome. Sorry, no movie review today. <laughs> Yeah, welcome. Uh, all right, so I can do a couple of these. There's a... Let's start with this one. Hey, regular listener here. I'm finally writing to get advice from you guys. I'm dating my boyfriend, who used to be my friend with benefits, for nine months now. We were in a sort of friends with benefits status for roughly two years before we fell in love. It happens. Friends mm. with benefits, it's hard to... Either someone falls in love, both people fall in love, or you just that's, stop on I, I feel like that's a best case scenario. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's great. Uh, relationship is great, but I've been having issues with our sex life. Confusing, right? Since we met and started as friends with benefits. Uh, that's a long, different story. My boyfriend is 14 years younger than I am. Damn. Although the age difference never really bothered or affected us at all, I think being 40... I'm on my peak of sexuality. I don't know if it matters, but my boyfriend's 25, and he just started being sexually active when he was 18. Wow, 25 and 40? That's mm-hmm. a big difference. It is. If it was 35 and 50, it would be a little bit that easier. sounds perfect almost, though. For who? For, her? For the sex drives, because it almost matched in line. The problem is he just doesn't take care of me as far as getting me finished during sex. Doesn't touch me or finger me. And had only gone she down. Said that? A, yeah. Wow. Had only gone down on me twice since we met. Friends with benefits for two years, and the sex wasn't hot and dirty. You would think that the friend with benefit title would allow you to say, "Get your fucking tongue down there and don't stop till I clench your head or I'm gonna like t- a nut." I'm gonna take with away your, your benefits. Your, don't well, stop until before I explode your I head. I think friends with benefits, though, you're a little, you're more careful about that because you're not necessarily in a monogamous relationship. It's very possible that the other person's boning uh, someone. I've had that before. So I you're not pu- you're not going to Australia because yeah. Australia may have just been spermed on by another boy. <laughs> right. This girl is like. Really, you don't want to do that? Everybody's all about it, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, I'm not sure." You know, we. Well, see who are these? Other... Who's this? Everybody you speak of? Yeah, the past boyfriends, I guess. Mm. But you know, I get that. Okay. So, but now for nine months, I guess it's still not happening. She's saying it's only happened twice since they met. I would sometimes finish while riding him, but once he's finished, which happens pretty quick, he's done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky to even get a second round if I insist. There were times when I ride him while he's sleeping until I finish. It's sad, I know. Oh, but he was sleeping with a boner? That's great. Uh, Or I'd even watch porn and touch myself secretly while he's sleeping right next to me to satisfy my need. He had asked me what pleases me before I've told him about going down on me, which led to the second time he ever went down on me, but that never happened again. I've also told him a bunch of times I'd love to do an all-nighter sex, which never really happens since he passes out so quickly. Is being satisfied with six sex a big port? Is being satisfied with sex a big portion of a good relationship? Yeah, well, to me, you're in a booty call. Don't, she shouldn't I, call it a relationship. I love my boyfriend. I've been married before, and we really, 
would like to make this relationship last, but I'm getting really frustrated. I meant to tell him how I feel, but I also don't want to hurt his ego. I once made a joke about him not lasting long while we were still on friends with benefit status, and apparently it made him conscious about his performance. Yeah. I've embraced the fact that he doesn't last that long. Also, the fact that he's not as big as I would really like. Oh, oh my God. But I got oh needs, God. too. Can you guys give me some ways to tell him to consider my needs, too, without hurting his ego? Or is this issue a deal breaker? I'm wondering how deal much... Deal breaker. Yeah, this whole thing Bye. sucks. Well, I mean, I'm wondering you don't have how, to. how much people had broken up with a person he or she loves because sex sucks. Well, yeah. yeah the sex sucks. I mean, already, the age difference is a lot. And, and this dude is just not fulfilling you I mean is there any question here that doesn't sound to... like she's really being open though because she's afraid to hurt his feelings yeah fuck the guy's feelings well I would start yeah exactly start with that and say well, hey I want to come How you do you have to be gentle if you want to be with this guy but you should be direct yeah you know you don't have to be a jerk about it and you certainly can't tell him his cock is small no you could say <laughs> yeah. that no say, you look, cannot you do you have a small one and you don't last very long so here's a few ways that you can make that up to me fuck you with this dildo yeah right I've here. created a little there's nothing wrong with Jesus, that Jesus what are you talking suck about suck my pussy and fuck me with this dildo at the same time thank you and if you do a good job I'll give you some I think it should be as simple as hey I, I want to come too yeah. yeah, but I'll tell you something. Well, this is what I'd say. Uh, I think no oral is a deal breaker. Like I don't have to give it to you if you're not into it, but you have to give it to me. You mm-hmm. have to. I'm not going to be okay with you saying I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> My TMJ is acting up. Forget it. Oh. So you at least get down there and give us some smooches. And if that's something give you it a like, good solid jerk, then you need to be able to <laughs> say a little that. licking like a lollipop while you're vigorously hand working that sucker. Don't you want to see lick-a, lick-a, the girl lollipop. that you're into with her mouth around it? Isn't that as, as much as yeah. it feels great? That's yeah, a great look. Mm-hmm. You also want to see that. Yeah, I'm like open your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> let me look at you. Open guys. your eyes and look up here. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel so silly with a cock in my mouth. Uh, well, you shouldn't. Uh, hey, it's your best look. You've yeah, never looked so good. Uh-huh. What advice are you giving this girl? Bail. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this you guy at all. But this, yeah, his dick small. He sucks in bed. I'm sorry. I don't understand what the question <laughs> is. Yeah, I mean, you wrote all that, and then you decided to hit send. Mm. Your answer I make was it work. in that letter. What? So I oh, go ahead, Booman. Let's hear. No, no, let's that's what, what she you... said. I, oh. I'm repeating what oh. she said. I want to make it work. Yeah, do you though? You know, you're writing to us. Maybe the writing's on the wall. I don't know. Find a new friend with benefits. You? What was the age difference between you and uh, Snuffleupagus? Sixteen years. Oh, longer than this. But I was 34 and she was 50. That's way different than 25 and 40. Way, way. Was her vagina still like you know? Yeah, it was pristine. Jubilant. It was pristine. It's a world class vagina. World class. It was a a happy. It was was a Bentley. Plump. So who? What's what's wrong with twenty five and forty though? Because when you're twenty five, you're just so dumb. You're so dumb. Right, but her her problem is the sex, not his brain. Right. Yeah, she seems to like it. Yeah, they actually seem to get along. His brain. So your brain does matter at twenty five when it comes to like social cues and. Reading yeah, so that someone. part seems okay. It's the sex she's having the problem well, with. The social cues plays into the sex. Like, you should be able to read someone while you're banging them. Yeah. Well, he might not care. Well, there it is, because he's 25. Or he, Huge d- difference. Or he doesn't care about her. 
And he's like, I'm 25 and you're 40. I'm so going to punt you before I get married. And you're lucky to be with me. Or he's like, this is a relationship? I thought you were just a booty call still. Yeah, he may not. I have no idea. He may not realize they've transitioned. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just staying with you like, you know, it's like moving home with my parents. Right. Except I get to bone you. When I want to, for you know, as long as I want to, until I fall asleep. I, I have to not include too much information because oh, this person is our friend. But uh, I know someone who was with a younger dude. I even doubled with them. He was a super cool guy. You know, nice enough anyway, but young. Yeah. And uh, this is friends of your, you and your current girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, but he... He was around, and they were together, and they seemed to be good together or whatever, but he was a lot younger than her. Like and how much younger? I don't know. 10 years, maybe more. Maybe more like this. Right. 15 years. Something like that. So she's in her 40s, and he's 25. She was not in her 40s, so this it is wasn't Vinny's that friend bad. writing in right No, now. it's not. So anyway, the, the point is, the dude, they end up breaking up because he's not serious about her, and so they break up. And I swear to God... In under two years, the dude was hooked up and married someone else. And it was someone his own age. Yep. Radio.com. Radio.com. So, you know, maybe that story has a point to it, or maybe I just wasted your time, but it's entirely possible that when this dude does decide to settle down, that he'll be like, oh, well, not with you. Yeah. How am I going to have kids with you? Right. You're 50 now. Don't waste any more time with this guy. I don't like it. He's not good for your feelings of self-worth. And it sounds like you can't really tell him what you want because you're so afraid of hurting his feelings. Like, fuck that guy and his feelings. Oh, my God. <laughs> God. And don't- like, if you can't communicate with someone sexually, I honestly... I mean, if you've got to stay with them, go go get some lessons on communication. Like, go to sex therapy. I don't know what you have to do. Here's the but weird it, thing. You should, be able to, you should be satisfied. Is that it's going to come out hostile. In of anger. <laughs> instead of being something that could have come out at the time in a way of praise, upgrade, I don't know praise, the whole thing. Right, that's it. But, you know, it should have been something. I know this is... But in all relationships, probably even two therapists get together and they have shit between them they can't talk about because it's just the reality of humans in relationships. But the truth is you should have been able to say to him, here's what I need. You need to lick for like two to five minutes for me to get what I need. So get down there. Yeah, and I, would, I mean, I don't know why you don't have a vibrator in the mix here at some point, too. Like, you know, you can get off by riding him. You know, well, where are your fingers and where's your little pocket rocket? Let's let's get to work here, girl. Listen, you're in your 40s now. Uh, it's time to forget. You should be a very... I, I always felt like when I turned 40, like in my mind, it was almost like a, a landmark. Like, well, no more nonsense. You know, I don't want to do the things I don't want to do anymore. I want what I want. Like, I I mean, you should have that. You're 40 years old. If you want something, you should be able to just say it. Why do you have to apologize for that? That's right, ladies. Ask for anal. We'll do it for you. Thanks. God, if only I I could get up my nerve to ask for that. And try to stop faking like it hurts. Yeah. yeah. With us for once. Yeah. (laughs) For once. (laughs) 
Okay, enough of that we one. We just peaked. <laughs> no, or valleyed, one or the other. Now peaked. <laughs> uh, lately, I cannot get horny. A couple months ago, my fiance and I went from having sex at least once a day, usually more, to about once a week or so. As you can imagine, this is very upsetting for him, and he does his best to be really kind and understanding about it, but I know that the poor guy wants to get laid like he used to. I want to, too. I just want to want it. I'm so uninterested in sex, I've even made an appointment to see a doctor about it, but that isn't for another month. This weekend, we're going to Bottle Rock, so this is last week. Uh, I really want to have a ton of crazy, awesome hotel sex. Do you have any ideas on how to get in the mood? Uh, FYI, drinking is not an option. I've been sober, sober almost a year. I've tried watching porn to get in the mood and sexting with him during the day, but none of it turns me on. Please help me. I want to have an amazing sex life again, but I want to want to have sex, not just keep doing it because I know he needs it. Damn. Well, so why can't she bang him? She's not. Well, she does bang him, but she only wants it like once a week, and they used to do it every day. So, what kind of advice can you? Is there medication she can take? I wish there was a, a well, I, super I, horny pill. I think there is a Viagra for women, isn't there? I don't know. I, I think mean, there is. Probably. Oh yeah, we looked it up. It doesn't seem to work. It's but even like, that, it's like I, I know what she means. Like a dude takes a Viagra because he's horny and he can't get it up, or he's worried that he won't be able to. Like. If you're not horny, you're not horny. Like I wonder, I didn't put ages. Well, in here but or I anything. think though that the increased blood flow to the area will help you get horny. Maybe. I don't know the whole dynamics behind that, but I th- I thought that there was a female Viagra. So if she wants to, I wonder if they've had hot hotel sex or not because that weekend came and went. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, why not try? I mean, she says she's going to a doctor. Next month, it says, but I, I mean, mean, I don't. It's it, you know, I follow Sex with Emily, which is a lady that used to live here, and she was oh, I remember her well. Minute, and I I follow her on Instagram, and I you used I, to give her rides places. And what are you talking about? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how Sex with Emily. That's what are, we're talking about. No, we're not. Aren't we're we? talking about. <laughs> no, I feel like we are. Weird. Go on. <laughs> Nothing. So go no tell tell what you were saying. There are so many things that these sexperts will offer up to help spice up your life. Mm. Where I think they're just shit. Oh. Where you're like that is so lame. No one would do. And I don't like eat some whipped cream and whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Or... Oh, we'll bring in this. So there's a lot of stuff to me that seems super lame. But I would, if I were you in that situation, look at every possibility. Absolutely. She so, wants to want it. Like right. that's I actually feel like that must be incredibly frustrating. Sure. You know, because you do you love this person. You, well you want them to be happy. You know that you're their sex life. Think about when it was hot. And and that is it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome to be so turned on by your person or a person and to have that not be there anymore is and that happens to most marriages absolutely you get used to them you've banged them a million times every which way so what's our advice for this chick well I'm I'm psyched that she's going to a doctor and she should be really direct and tell them what's going on and just like yeah why aren't you telling the advice well I feel like you guys are experts in this area because what boring (laughs) sex We are experts in porn. 
Oh, I'm a super expert in boring sex. Express times that you guys, you know, might have had difficulty with relationship sex because you guys have been long term relationships and stuff. Well, it's uh, you know, yeah, but definitely you know your horniness changes. Over what if the I was to life. say to her, "What? Listen, lady, just get some lube and figure it out, and just every time he wants to have sex, you should do it." What do you think of that advice? Well. The problem with that is what's in it for her. Like well, keeping you know, him happy. Yeah, he stays around. Yeah, what about I, that? I guess. So so, so, how's so that it gets advice? reduced to a duty for her. Right. I, I I if I was not turned on by the time we got to doing the act, I would also not want to. So like at least even if I'm not walking around horny with a boner in my pants at all times, uh at least if it's going to happen, I get hot and I, you know, and we do it and I'm always super glad we did and you know but it sounds like she's just not feeling that at all I would never want to not be horny and just have to put out because that was the only way to keep my man like I don't think that that's well that doesn't maybe, feel healthy you know to me. the doctor thing might be the first it's smart that you're doing that because maybe this is medical yeah I mean and it's a it's, hormone and it's some, yeah maybe it's something like that because uh, it's awful and my only experience with lack of sex or sex drive with your other person is when the relationship's on the rocks and mm-hmm. you can barely talk to each other, much less fuck. So that's that's the thing that I was coming sort of coming up against. All right, I have a suggestion. Okay. There are six foods that get you horny. Oh. Okay, what are they? Avocado, asparagus, maca powder, ginger, oysters, and chocolate. Spanish flies not on there. Eat those throughout the day. Is and maca then powder like Spanish a green fly? tea thing? That's, that's Spanish fly? No. no I don't know. Uh, anyway. Spanish fly is like from the movie Porky's. Uh, write like those that. down. You know what it is? It's probably, in real life, it's probably like GHB. Right. It's the date this rape get drug. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> you know what just occurred to me? Uh... What? The least horny I ever was in my life was when I was on birth control pills. Oh. Really? Get yes. off the pill, lady. I actually wound up getting off of the pill uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, but one of them was that I was like, I went from being horny and wanting to do it all the time and didn't want to be pregnant to like absolute lack of. And I talked to my doctor about it. He goes, oh, yeah, that can be a side effect. He's like, oh, didn't I tell you about that? What's the point? I know. Exactly. So I don't know if maybe that just recently happened or something. I, I mean, it just occurred to me. Yeah, it could be. I was trying like to think that. of what when I wasn't horny when I was in the time I've been with John. Maybe you're wearing too much underwear. Yeah, maybe you need to let that area breathe. Like, yeah, let your skirt flutter against it. That'd be good. Yeah. No. So what advice are we giving her? My advice? Or? Yeah, your advice. Yeah, your advice. What you said. Try what the food. Say? Eat avocado. Right. And yeah, try asparagus. the food and just Oysters. have the lube laying around yeah, all the and time. And just put out, bitch. Yeah, just put out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Unbelievable. Which, how long have we got now? We should do one more. Yeah, let's do one more. All right. It's not like we're going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, no, we're at 32. Yeah. All right. Well, let's give him an extra long one since we weren't here right. Tuesday. <laughs> Look at Hooman go. Boy, Hooman. This one's. Mm, well, he, you know what? I'm he gonna, knows I'm we're gonna all going to be like, are you hungry? I'm hungry. Can we go early? Boom and call your friend. <laughs> call your friend and see if they'll open early. Umberto. 
What? Okay, this has a lot of background on it. Here we go. All, All right, right, focus, uh, everyone. Focus. Everyone, this one's focus. A, this one's a heavy one. I'm actually glad we're getting to it because I put it off a couple days. Because oh boy, it's just a lot to. <laughs> do you ever think to yourself, open. man? I hope we get this. We do this advice in time before they make a decision. Do you ever think that? I think that all the time. Oh really? No, yeah. I don't worry about that. All right, go ahead. I just do it whenever I get to it. <laughs> uh, don't say my name. Say my Background. Growing up, my two brothers and I lived with our birth mother and were sexually abused by our stepfather. Oh, come on. Orgies in the living room, coke lines on the dining room table, child porn on Polaroids, etc. <gasps> Eventually, my dad found out and police were involved and we all testified in court when I was seven. Our Damn. stepfather was sentenced to 14 years in prison and our birth mother lost custody and had a no contact order. Except for my parents, none of my family ever acknowledged what happened to us. I've spent most of my adult life in therapy dealing with the effects and continued emotional and physical abuse by our stepmother. Um, How could a mom have stood by and let that happen? Yeah, they're on drugs. They, they're just a bad person who's somehow That's letting it. this happen. It's only drugs could it. And remarkably, I've managed to lead a happy, productive, and successful life in another state. I'm now age 35. Okay. Here we go. I know what she's going to say. Oh, what is it? What do you think she's going to say? My birth mom wants to reach out. No. Background part number two. All right. So the first one is at seven, she had to testify Please, She had her mom murdered long ago, Hooman. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Background number two. When I was 12, my brother was arrested for being a peeping Tom on the neighbors. Jeez. Shortly, she doesn't say how old this kid was, but sounds like maybe he was older. Shortly after, he started asking me before bed what time I was going to wake up and take a shower. With four siblings in one bathroom, I thought this was reasonable. I would hear his blinds hitting the wall in his room when I would get out of the shower and remember wondering why he was opening his blinds when it was dark out. A few weeks later, my question was answered when I saw his face peeking through my carefully arranged blinds as I was standing there naked. I don't even know how to explain how violated I felt, and I was so angry after everything we'd experienced as smaller kids and the court case we went through. We were always close, and he was often the only one in my family I could trust shortly after he spent some time in a mental institution for some other issues and went to live with our birth mother. I haven't spoken to him since. Our half-sibling is being married in a few weeks. In a very small wedding, 40 guests. We're pretty close, she and this half-sibling, and I don't want to skip the wedding, but the peeping Tom will be there. Your brother. The brother. Uh, his Her full brother, I guess. His stance, as told to me through another sibling, is that being a peeping Tom is a normal part of adolescence, and it was regretful, but man, those damn hormones were uncontrollable. I'm definitely the outlier in my family regarding his opinion. At this point, my family's forgotten all about it and brushed it under the rug. And aside from the brother who's getting married, I'm not close with my family, and I'm completely at peace with that decision. I don't have room for the dysfunction and emotional baggage. I'm not sure how to handle this interaction, especially during this whole hashtag MeToo movement. All kinds of emotions have been surfacing. I know I'm very sensitive to this kind of stuff given my childhood, and I try really hard to manage my emotions and acknowledge them and be aware of how they're impacting me. Can you give me some advice on how to handle this situation and interaction that's going to happen? What do I say to the peeping Tom? Smile and nod, walk away. Human, I'm especially interested in your thoughts as the polished wedding guest and mm. someone who knows how to handle social situations with grace. I want to make sure my brother has an amazing wedding day surrounded by happiness, and to do so, I need to get my shit under control and have some greetings in my pocket. So, uh, are we ready for me? Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> is, so this is her brother's you. wedding, and the brother invited her, correct? Yes. Okay. So... 
The stepbrother's wedding. It's her. It's her half brother. It's a half sibling. Her dad obviously had remarried. Okay. Had other. Kids. And the half brother was the peeping tom. So it's the no, peeping no, tom's wedding. No, it's not. Oh, okay. The it's the half brother's wedding. The peeping wedding, tom is coming. Peeping tom full brother is coming. Is right. coming. Right. I got it. But it's a small wedding, so it's not like she's going to be able to just lose herself in the crowd. Okay, listen. So I just have to tell you, none of us can tell you how to feel. Your feelings are your feelings, and whatever like. You feel all of us will empathize because your life has been super difficult. So that being said, if you don't want to interact with him, don't. Don't interact with him. And just hang out with your half-brother and try to dance and keep your distance. But, and I don't think any of us are expecting you to reconcile at the wedding because the no. wedding's not a place to reconcile. Wedding's a place to get drunk and do a bunch of stuff you regret. Right. So, like interact with this guy and say all the things that you right, think yeah. all this time. Don't do that. Yeah. So that's going to happen. I think if it was me, I would walk over, give him a quick hug, say, nice seeing you. Have a wonderful time at the wedding. I'm going to have a wonderful time at the wedding and just kind of leave it at that. Do not approach me again. Yeah, like you can make it clear with your body language unless he's a social R. You know what <laughs> R stands probably for? Is. Yes, I do know what that stands for. You know what the R word is? Anyway. Yes, human. <laughs> we, we all know. Is it Reebok? So, but uh, if you don't want to say anything to him at all, that's cool too, just so you know. But if it was me, I would just walk over. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to have unforgiveness in your heart. You want to you wanna try to forgive everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's overrated. Um, (laughs) Here's what I'd do. I would figure out where he lives, go to his house the night before, pop all his tires. Oh. That'll make him at least late for the wedding. Damn, Sarah. uh, I don't know. Maybe figure out where he's getting his tux from, burn that place down. I don't don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'd just go a little more extreme than, you know, just be polite. But that's just me, I guess. Here's the trippy part. So, first of all, I, I would just... Uh, go to the wedding and it's it's understandable that you have a lot of concerns but I actually believe you'll be fine I think that social settings like that with the greater understanding that it's not your day it's these people's day let's be polite God, you're so rational and cool and get through this and be done with it should but she just say slash, anything slash to him tires should while she say anything no, to so him. listen this is the other thing though and I never had a sister so and and but just while this subject's here in front of us, I, I think it's worth mentioning or talking about a little bit. So what happened to the two of you? Because it happened to the brother, too, right? Yes. They were. They sounds like all of them were molested and then subject to these crazy parties. It's so horrific and beyond belief, and it clearly changed everyone involved. And... and probably warped your little brother as well as you and and I, I feel terrible that what he did his acting out as a young person especially because you were already broken in a, a million pieces by this stepfather uh, probably made what he did way worse than what it actually was uh, I think teenage boys are curious and have all kinds of inappropriate behaviors. And I, I, you know, he peeped the neighbors and he peeped you and and it's not acceptable. And 
but he was a, a small boy who'd been raped by a grown-up. That's right. Repeatedly in his own house. So he's fucked and you're fucked. And what I really feel bad about is that I, I, I totally get you cutting him out. I'd probably do that too. But what would be so huge for both of you is if you could both somehow go to counseling together and and put some kind of relationship back to he didn't he wasn't the rapist the stepdad was and while he was inappropriate and blew through a lot of boundaries at at a time when you were so completely raw from what had happened to you in your own home with your own mom Man, the two of you might be able to put some kind of thing back together where you have a little bit of family. How sad that you can't. I know. And and it's not just as easy as, I forgive you. You'd probably have to go to counseling and find a way to sort through this. Maybe he is a warped pervert that is not worth your time. Maybe that's the case. Right. Or maybe he was a teenage boy and it was something that having had, having had that happen to him too... He was completely inappropriate because how would he know any better? Right. What was he taught? It, it, uh, Vinny's I, right. No, Vinny. No, there's a lot of. I don't know that, that I'm it's right. Terrible. I, I'm not saying I'm I don't right. know. And she also does not go into like he went to a mental institution after that for a while, and then he went back and lived with the birth mother. How so could who he not knows? go to a mental? What happened in his own living room? But the thing is, I don't think she's under any obligation to try and put no. a, a relationship back together with him. And when it comes to this wedding, while I personally think you should really do terrible things to him to prevent him from going, just going there, don't approach him. If he does approach you, be polite. You're surrounded by people in a social situation. Don't beat up on yourself for being polite to this person who did these things to you. You were being a normal functioning part of society. And then just go about your life and be there and support your half-brother and continue to love him and... Uh, and continue to feel the same way you do about this guy. Or, you know, or not. Never think about him again. I, I'm sorry that you have to go through this. And I'm actually, what I really am bummed out about in, in this story, I think the biggest thing is that this is what happens in families when somebody, you know, bad things happen to people in, the fa- in, in a family by a family member. It does get pushed down, denied, brushed under the rug in an effort to somehow seem like a functional family to the outside world. Um, it's really hard to say uncle so-and-so uh, because that he's uncle to this person and married to this person and brother to this person and father to these people. And so it's, you know, if you want to continue to be with the family, you have to continue to know that uncle so-and-so is going to be there. It's the, it's probably one of the hardest parts of the whole thing. And it's, and people deny it and they brush it under the rug and they make it like it's no big thing. And they make it so that you're the asshole for continuing to think about it and worrying, worry about it rather than have any sympathy for you. You're just trying to ruin the family. So it's a, you're, I think that what you've done, it sounds like you've had a lot of therapy that you are in a good place in your life. I'm sorry that this, I'm sure this will be very traumatic for you. Just go there, be social, get through it, support your half-brother, and move on with your life. And definitely slash that guy's tires on the way out. Or stick a banana in his tailpipe or something. Do something to him. Hate him. The I'm peeper. On, on your, yeah, the peeper. Oh yeah, not, not nobody else. Maybe bananas for all the people who brushed it under the rug. It's the hardest fucking thing. So tragic. Well, I'm glad we got to her letter. I'm sure a lot of people will 
write in with their comments on that and their feelings. And uh, we welcome all your letters, especially those uh, that are asking for bad advice. You can send them to Sarah at RadioAlice.com or Vinny at RadioAlice.com. Vinny with an I-E, Sarah with an H. That's going to do it. We're off to um, our big, important VIP lunch in an hour. <laughs> Sarah, I'm posting a story on your wall. About what? Scientists build the world's smallest house. It's for a mite. They built a house for a mite. I thought you for like a show. dust mite? Yeah, for a dust mite to live in. Well, how many square feet is it? It's super. It's like, it's, 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 it's <laughs> millimeters. It it's millimeters. But it's got a roof. It's got seven windows. So one square cool. inch. So are they saying this is like a scale? This is the scale at which a mite is compared to like a human house? No, this is an actual house. They built a house for a mite. Does the mite is, live there? I have a question. Do you like it? <laughs> is anybody ever going to clean the internet of all this garbage that just floats around <laughs> out there? No. Good grief. Science. <laughs> Scientists <laughs> build the world's smallest house. Did they okay. build it with... For a mite. Yeah, but what they... I mean, if it's that tiny... Did they, they just, use, like, tweezers and toothpicks and stuff? Uh, you know, I... T- oh, never mind. I'll just read it. All right. It's on I your feel wall, like, I feel like Vinny's right, and we're going <laughs> to slash your tires on the way out. <laughs> Have a good one, you guys. Thanks All for right, listening. Sure.